This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I don't remember how this works. What? The whole thing. The whole thing? whole thing. I remember the whole thing. Do I understand correctly? Generally, you shout live and it kind of flows no, but, but from beyond, that. But beyond that, oh. I don't, do I understand that the whole thing is we just talk to each other and that's our job? We jabber at that, the, about the news, generally speaking. That's the way I understand it. Wisecrack here and there. Seems like an odd job to have. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of heavy lifting. I've been talking for the last week on vacation. I didn't get paid anything. Boy. Yeah, I know it. Live from Studio C. Senor! Dimly lit room, where? Deep in the bowels. The Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, today, brand new week back from vacation. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Co-general managers today. Got a co-co-general managers. Number one, us, back. Live, tanned, rested, and ready. Back in the saddle, Sarah. Uh, also, the nattering nabobs of negativism. To quote the great Pat Buchanan through the mouth of Spiro Agnew, I think, uh, Nixon's vice president, the, the, the incredibly biased, ridiculous media of America. Yeah, so that's, that's part of what I actually do mean by I don't remember how to do this job. I don't know how to do this job anymore. I, I, I got to rethink it all. I don't know where to go for information anymore, and I know I'm not alone in this. There's a lot of smart people. I listen to their podcasts that say they and their friends all say the same thing. How do I how do I figure out what's going on in the world? What where do I get information to even make a decision about anything? And it's believe it or not, even though we've been saying this for years, it's worse today than it was four months ago. <laughs> And yeah. It was worse than it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's going the wrong direction and quite rapidly. Yes, yes. Every alleged bringer of fact is now so enthusiastic about being an influencer of opinion. Yeah. Instead of a bringer of fact, it's almost impossible to find facts. I mean, they might be buried in there like a chocolate chip in a poorly made cookie that's just got one or two in there. So disappointing. Uh, not that the cookie part is bad. I love the cookie part, but you're there for the chips. Come on, too many anyway. chips though, and it's no good. It's it's like um, it's like the modern raisin brand. It's a bowl of raisins. Y- yeah, nobody gets much. up in the morning and wants a bowl of raisins with milk. No, no. There's a well, yeah. I mean, the grain, the raisins, they keep you regular, but uh, you probably you ha- can't ever rise from the throne is not regular. That's you, just <laughs> you probably haven't had a bowl of Lucky Charms in a while. I have not. They're just because I'm a grown man. They're just a oh, I don't. I've never eaten them. I think they're disgusting. But my kids <laughs> love them, and um, uh, they're just a bowl of marshmallows now. Ugh. So, uh, th- th- and it's it's kind of a symbol for America in that you know people like the raisin and raisin brand. Well, let's give them all raisins. Yeah. People like the marshmallows in Lucky Charms. Well, let's just make it a bowl of freaking marshmallows. Right. Then. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good uh, metaphor or not. I'll work on it. I'll we turn lost it into our a, sense of balance in this country. I'll turn it into a column or something. Yeah, a blog. A blog. But uh, where were we? Oh, Bloggers. yeah. The media is worse than it's ever been. And we got uh, some examples of that. But uh, I, 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 and th- this is not an attempt to be anything. This is, the, I honestly don't know. If I didn't have this job, if I, if I, if I was a greeter at Walmart, I would have the same problem. I have no idea 
where you go to get information right now. You don't have the disposition to be a greeter. No, while number one, he's <laughs> a got bouncer, the, maybe. the resting you-know-what face. Yeah, yeah. He's glowering constantly. Right. People would be afraid to come in the wall. Fam- families you, walk up, turn around, eh, let's go to a different Walmart. You don't have the great-to-see-you vibe <laughs> no, just no. exuding from you. No, let's go to Target. That is, not, <laughs> that is not really my vibe. Um, yeah, more of a bouncer. Than, I'm more the guy who kicks out the people who won't wear a mask yeah, yeah. than the greeter. Anyway, what was my point again? Oh, yeah. No matter what my job, I, I honestly don't know where you go for information. Um, the old standbys like Evening News, Washington Post, New York Times does not work anymore. You can't use that as a way to get information. So where do you go? You just surf Twitter? Well, that's just... A... Well, I tell you what, if you like metaphors, it's gone from being a, 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 a media society. How, how would I express it? It's just a media world where you could go get gold you could get a bar of gold a coin of gold whatever now you've got to be a miner you've got to dig around in the dirt all over the place to find a nugget here and a nugget there and it's it sounds like a lot of work well it is a lot of work but again it's because so everybody's so aggressively trying to pitch their point of view and they've abandoned what used to be considered i mean one of the sacred principles of a journalist this is this is not just about doing a good job. It's about who I am, how I see the world, what is good and right. What is good and right is me bringing you the facts without bias. They have abandoned one of the key principles of their profession and as professionals. Yeah, I'm getting a bunch of uh, suggestions on um, on our text line, which is 415-295-KFTC to where to go to get information. And almost all of them I've gotten so far are highly politicized choices. Yeah, any anybody that tells you there's a single place to do so is doing it wrong. They're just, that place just doesn't exist. No. Now I, I have a feeling they're suggesting counterbalances to the lefty media, which is you know fair enough. But that's that's it. That's it. It, it poses different problems. Absolutely, and the and the and the. Um, the bias is so far now that it's not like it used to, you know, this leans left, that leans right. You read them both, you kind of get, they're so far <laughs> each direction. Yeah. It's really hard to come up with, you know, what happened over the weekend. It's, it's <laughs> difficult. Anyway, here's, here's one of my favorite stories. Well, there's all kinds of good stories. That Maxwell woman getting arrested, Epstein's, uh, well, as it turns out, she's every bit as bad as him, maybe worse. She's a child rapist. She might actually be a worse person than him, uh, which is hard to imagine. Um, uh, Washington Redskins are changing their name. That's what That's I hear. Very exciting. Boy, uh, I got a great punchline for that, but it'd get us fired. So yeah, never don't, mind. Don't do that. <laughs> um, Trust me, it's funny. I really like this story and, and the various explanations for why it's true. Cases are up 90%. Deaths are down 20%. Cases are up 90% nationwide. Deaths are down 20% nationwide. What? Celebrate or panic? Mostly panic in the media. Well, yeah, there's plenty to say on the uh, the coronavirus thing as well. All the stuff will get caught up on. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good, and I hope you guys all had a good Christmas, and this is wonderful to be back from vacation. 
I'm, I'm kidding, people. This is a live show. <laughs> I get it. That was a bit Just of a Just for a second, there. I wanted to fool with the people. That's, yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. No, I had, a, I had a great Fourth of July, and I enjoyed your video, Jack, that you, um, you sent of somebody uh, shooting off. Somebody on their farm yes. launched a fireworks display. I was very impressed. And uh, I did not approve of it. Have you seen any of the videos of the cities around the United States that had no fireworks display? Because of the the Chinese bat fever, the commie bat fever. And yet their skies were full of fireworks on the 4th of July. Awesome and awe-inspiring. <laughs> and in some cases caused fires, but <laughs> minor fires. And probably spread coronavirus. Minor fires. But no, it was fantastic. And do you know what? You want to know what it was? What was it? It was People's thousands, love of fireworks. thousands of Americans saying loud and clear, no, I don't hate this country like the media is telling me I should. Or some of the marchers in the streets with their absolute claptrap about uh, th- this being an, uh, an evil country, a country founded to perpetuate racism and all that stuff. It's just absolutely not true. Oh, yeah. They were saying, no, I love this country. And I love the Fourth of July. Happy birthday, USA! Yeah, we got to go I through love it. some of the, you know, some of the 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 biggest news outlets in America, not focusing on why America is great on the Fourth of July or the founding or this or that. Just why America is awful. Why you shouldn't celebrate this country? From the Washington Post and the New York Times. Yeah, they've completely lost their moorings. Those really two wild. papers. Yeah, I watched some of the TV coverage of the Fourth of July fireworks, and it was actually political. It had nothing to do with the 4th of July in many cases. Right. I'm sure that's true. Right. Yeah. Oh, boy. And Colin Kaepernick is back to he's never going to work in the NFL again. Uh-oh. If you didn't see his tweet over the weekend. Uh-oh. Uh There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I watched Hamilton over the weekend as Hamilton is now on the Disney Plus streaming app. They They filmed it with the original cast, and I just really look forward to going forward pretending like I saw the live version of the thing with the original cast and just talking to people about the play. You saw it on Broadway. Oh, yeah, yeah. In person. Uh, I, I know a guy who knows a guy. He got me in. Um, but while, while I do think that overall musicals are silly and a lot of Hamilton in and of itself reminded me of, uh, Fisher Price's Baby's First Hip Hop. <laughs> um, like as someone who has listened to rap music for their entire life, okay, like I'm glad that this is a, a great entry or a, a, a way for people to kind of appreciate some of the things that I've appreciated about the cleverness of the, the musical form. Uh, but I, so I'm, I'm anti musical kind of in, in big part, but I do think this is a cool thing and I hope more Broadway shows get released on streaming devices as the content wars are all about it, and and more people get to see these sort of things rather than the just the well-connected rich mm. people in New York. Mm. I hate musicals, but I love history. It's quite a quandary. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, July the 6th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Four, three, two, some things change. Some remain the same. A world record. Seventy-five. Unofficial seventy-five. Seventy-five. That was the hot dog eating contest on Fourth of July. I watched it with my kids, and George Shea stomping his feet. Seventy-five. Seventy-five. <laughs> that was amazing, though. Chestnut jumped out to a pace where he was going to hit 100, but wow. then he hit like a wall in the last well, three minutes and got a couple more in. Yeah, that's the walls <laughs> of his stomach. 
His abdominal wall. Uh, How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Very so much nice. to Good catch to you up on. on. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Text line, the Washington Redskins are changing their name to the D.C. Redskins. I don't think that's correct. <laughs> and is not correct. Uh, mistaken. Mailbag. <laughs> Just heard this morning, some scumbag, some, some monsters tore down a statue of Frederick Douglass. Right. Who did that? Does anybody know? I don't know. You know, I, I was hanging around real human beings over the weekend, and not just taking in the media filth, and there was a rather widespread um, belief that lawlessness is now okay, apparently. You can just break laws if you're on the right side of things. Right. And I, so, I, how can I... Well, it's awful. Anyway, our freedom love and quote of the day indeed comes from... Uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, I have two. Number one, knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. It's a good one. And secondly, I prefer to be true to myself, even at the hazard of incurring the ridicule of others, rather than be false and to incur my own abhorrence. Oh, your own abhorrence. Way Nobody wants that. But then I scan down one more reason, Jack, that the Internet needs to be unplugged. I scan down. Here's another Here's another Frederick Douglass quote. <laughs> Dinesh D'Souza is a pathetic sycophant for the most grotesque figures on the right. An effing dumbass who only maintains relevance, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Frederick Douglass ever addressed Dinesh D'Souza. That was clearly Mark Twain. Existence. <laughs> I know wow. a Twain quote when I hear exactly. one. Wow. And all the trappings of a Samuel Clemens yeah, indeed. pithy remark. Yeah, indeed. I got a nice note from Tracy and Lorian family here. I, I met them. At the base of the M Trail in beautiful Missoula, Montana. No way. There's a big giant M uh, way, way up on the hills above the University of Montana at Missoula. And, and there's a hiking trail up to it. And they uh, they recognized me at the base of it. And we said hello and, and, and shook hands and the rest of it, uh, endangering ourselves and Were others. you wearing an Armstrong and Getty hat, an Armstrong and Getty shirt, and holding a big Armstrong and Getty, like, foam finger? Well, yes. And that's how they recognize and, you. And blaring the podcast out right. of a, a cordless speaker I carry with me everywhere. <laughs> no, and they say, uh, thanks, I hope your fake hips carried you all the way to the top of the hill. They did indeed. Oh, yeah. We soldiered all the way on up there. And Is it like a like a man-made structure, M, or is it like yeah. a formation in the... Okay. okay. Yeah, it's a big... Uh, and, and there's actually an L on the next hill for a beautiful Lolo, Montana. Uh, but uh, oh, they're from a beautiful. Uh, I love this description. Bonnie Lake, Washington, just forty miles south of the recently departed Republic of Chaz. Mm. So I uh, didn't get a chance to visit Chaz. Moving along, Emily in Cal Unicornia writes: I was binging on your One More Thing podcast. Got to your episode uh, May sixth, twenty nineteen, uh, in which you predict the future and bring hope. Uh, you're discussing the only way to regain common interests as a nation coming together would be a real threat like disease or war. Joe's money was on uh, disease. Give that man an award. Well, thank you. I would yeah. love an award, but it, it, it didn't work is the, yeah, is yeah, the that's, problem. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it's just worse. We have never been, Yeah, things have gone the other direction. 
Yeah, the uh, the time-honored, almost cliched uh, metaphor is, well, if we're attacked by Mars, then none of the differences between countries on Earth would matter anymore. We'd all band together as humanity to defend ourselves from the Martian uh, scourge, the, Mar- the Martian hordes. Recent examples would say otherwise. Yeah, n- exactly. Half the uh, world would peel off to join the Martians, then we'd all kill each other and save them the trouble. Um, here's uh, Tom in San Jose, California. A uh, topic of uh, changing the Washington NFL team, uh, Red Tails and Warriors are two of the more popular names being discussed. Surprisingly, the Washington Weasels was not mentioned. All they'd have to do is change the helmet logo to a picture of Adam Schiff. <laughs> uh, my favorite would be even more accurate, the Washington Steelers, as in like thieves, but it's already taken, even if it's spelled differently. I think the Washington Pigskins. Oh, then, that'd be cool. Then you get to keep the whole, because their fans are the hogs, right? right? Like, right, you get right. to kind of fold that in. That's the best solution I've heard. I like that. Wouldn't yeah. Petta go crazy, though? Nah, screw them. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, do we have time? Play the uh, China is you know what clip, Michael. China is asshole. Uh, they are. Note from Nate, he got some uh, fireworks that shot something out in the air that then floated down with a parachute, which sounds cool. Uh, and it had a Chinese flag, then a Japanese flag, then an American flag at the bottom. Weird. Oh, China. Come on! China. Donald Trump, don't trust China! <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm all for masks. I think masks are good. I would wear, if I were in a group of people and I was close. You would wear one. Oh, I would, I would. Actually, I, I had a mask on. I sort of liked the way I looked. <laughs> so, Trump. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, I saw a lot of masks over the last week, no doubt about it. As we mentioned, cases are up nationwide in the last two weeks, 90%. Deaths are down, 20%. There's a great hue and cry over the states that opened up too early and the cases are up. Always leaving out the fact that California is on the list of states where the cases are way up, and they were the first state to close down. Right. Um, it's, uh, you know, California's opened up again. Nobody As w- it had to, as it must. Nobody ever willing to say, hey, we're not exactly <laughs> sure. Not exactly sure why this is happening, but uh, it is. And um, uh, Dr. Fauci was on some of the shows over the weekend yesterday saying uh, there's a chance it's mutated and it's more it, it spreads more easily now. We haven't nailed that down yet. But there's a chance it's mutated and it's easier to spread now than it was before. That would be horrifying development. The WHO, for some reason, the World Health Organization, continues to resist the idea that it's mostly spread through droplets in the air. A whole bunch of the top scientists from around the world have signed a letter saying, look, we've done the research. We've figured it out. This is how it spreads when people talk and cough in the air, droplets in the air. But the World Health Organization still says, ah, we don't think that's really the way it spreads. So who knows what that's all about. And uh, and we go forward as we do, wondering if we're, uh, you know, in the first wave or the second wave is already here or is kids going to go back to school in the fall or what's going to happen. Nobody freaking knows. No, no. But the the media is is strangely one sided on this. Isn't that odd? I mean, it's a question of of microbiology and epidemiology why would there be one point of view that's acceptable in the media because it's anti-trump i suppose i guess the worse the uh, pandemic is the worse it makes trump look 
So they're enthusiastic about it. It's just there's there should be no political divide in epidemiology. And yet there is. These are such strange times. And you get stuff like, you know, and some things never change. I heard people will now at least address the argument. The number of cases has spiked. Oh, that's my other gripe about this. Every single tiny rise is called a spike. That's just the word now in the media. But uh, they say, now, the president claims it's because of greater testing, but that is not true. Well, of course, it's partially true, but nobody can address that. God, we are a dumb people with dumb media. But, yeah, the death rate is not going up. I mean, it's projected its rise. Well, it's 20, just a down, tiny, tiny bit. It's down 20% over the last two weeks. Yeah. Cases are up 90%. Now, the three explanations given for that are, one, death is a lacking indicator. I'd say for my own personal life, it's really at the end. It's the most lagging indicator right. of, of everything. <laughs> yes. It's at the very tail end of everything I've ever done. I see your point. <laughs> will be my death. Right. I will do nothing after that. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yes, it is a lagging indicator. But it takes an average of two to four weeks to die. So cases up 90%. Maybe we're going to see an actual spike uh, in deaths here in the next couple of weeks as it takes a while people to die. Maybe. The other explanation is a lot of young people are being infected, the whole uh, bars, protests, things, and young people don't die from it. Well, according to the media, young people have died, and they cite a a 23-year-old and a 41-year-old in a a nation of 330 million people. Let's go with averages like grown-ups. Well, if you're going to go with averages like grown-ups, it's practically impossible to die from the thing if you're less than 50 years old. Right. Boy, I saw a chart the other day. It was extraordinary. They broke it down to people over 85. Like, half of all the deaths have been people over 85. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's that's uh, one of the two, uh, the three explanations. That's just, so, uh, lagging indicator, it's going to spike. Deaths could spike here in the next two to four weeks. They could indeed, and uh, we will tell you if it happens. Yeah. And because it, we don't have, we're not rooting for one side or the other. It's uh, more young people getting the cases, and then the third reason is we're just better at treating it. We're way better at treating it than we were, you know, at the very beginning. Mm. Obviously, you know, when it when 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 New York got hit, they were shoving uh, oxygen tubes down everybody's throat. That now they know that's a terrible idea, right? So right. those are the three reasons, maybe, for why cases are up ninety percent, but deaths are down twenty. That's a pretty stark difference. Yes, yes, it's an awful, awful disease. You know, I, I know people who have it or have had it. It's terrible. Yeah, that uh, actor, Broadway actor, everybody's making a big deal out of. God bless him. He has people who love him. I'm not obsessed with actors like most of the world is, but um, he was youngish. He was in his early 40s, and it's absolutely terrible. But uh, I think it's possible more people have died from turtle attacks in the United States in the last year than under 45s have from the coronavirus. Boston, Sean, can you come up with a statistic on uh, deaths from turtle attacks? It'd have to be a lot of turtles, or I can take a turtle. I can take any turtle. Even a tortoise, I could just... Um, here I go, running off. One of them snapped you right on a carotid artery. You think you're living through that? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Tough guy, huh? Yeah, and I'm a guy who wrestled a grizzly bear. You follow us on Twitter, you saw that. So was the turtle laying in wait in this scenario? I mean, cause it. No, it's like a big giant snapping turtle. They're savage, man. They'll rip your arm off. They're spit it back at you. Slow. In spite. So slow. Not in the water, they're not. <laughs> I guess I'm swimming. Yes. You're swimming in the south. And you're attacked by a snapping turtle. Why is this so difficult to understand? Swimming with, malevol- swimming with malevolent turtles. That's our first <laughs> album title since we got back from a vacation. Um, 
Okay. So back to, oh, so, yes. yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, the COVID. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll see here in a couple of weeks if, if, if deaths actually are going to, you know, match the cases that are out there. If, if they don't, I got to tell you, okay, then. So what? Isn't, isn't hitting 70% of people getting this a, a must? If we don't get a vaccine, it's the right. only way out, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Herd immunity. So then we've got to have a whole bunch of people get cases right. or it'll never go away. People have brought up the chicken pox parties where you'd go as a kid and intentionally get infected with the chicken pox. So you had it as a kid and got immunity and wouldn't get it in as, as an adult because if you get it as an adult, it can be deadly. And so, yeah, there uh, nobody's saying this out loud, but yeah, there is some thought that the more young and healthies who get it, as long as they don't go give it to granny, obviously... And and you know what? I'm sorry, an aside. Why do I even have to say that sort of stuff these days? As long as they don't give it to granny. You're not stupid, y'all. You know that. We all know that, right? But God, the, in these dumb, dumb days of dumb, dumb media, you have to say stuff like that. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, if we can get to 70% with good, solid antibodies, we're in good shape. The, the only, the really chilling part of this to me is that it's not clear whether everybody develops antibodies, including the asymptomatic cases, the kids who get such a mild case, they don't even know they have it, um, or how long those antibodies last. That's worrisome. If it turns out that, no, 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 you only get antibodies if you're good and sick. Otherwise, your body thinks, ah, it's no big deal and doesn't bother making it. So you could get it again. It, yeah, well, you're right, yeah, and or, well, yeah, right. So we would never get to herd immunity. I mean, that would be terrible. Uh, and I, I certainly hope that's not the truth, uh, not the case, but if it is, we just have to deal with it. Yeah, the the thing that's on my radar mostly is the um, are schools going to open back up again? God dang it, mm-hmm. that's not getting enough attention. We're now into July, and wow, that would be something. Uh, As I'm... we've talked about a lot and, and heard from teachers, it's it's one thing to in the middle of the school year with a classic uh, kids you know have to go to Zoom. Starting from scratch, right? The teachers don't know the kids. The kids don't know the teachers, and you got a a, a a computer screen full of faces. You don't know anything about their personalities or needs or learning styles or anything. Right. Oh, it'd be it'd be a horror. Not to mention just psychologically what it's doing to kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a new art form, and we're trying to learn it on the fly. And from what I've heard, it's not gone well. From what I hear, schools will be in session. Staggered schedules, you only go two days a week, and then the Zoom, you know, takes over from there. I hope there's more of an attempt to actually learn as opposed to fulfill, you know, uh, necessary mandates to to make sure you get your school money. Because I think there was a lot of, well, we kind of have to go through the motions while this lasts a couple of months. We can't just close it down for the year. But there was very little uh, responsibility on kids, parents, anybody to get anything done yeah. for all kinds of different reasons. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, if they if they can get the kids to learn 60% of what they would have learned in school, I'd say that's a big win. Oh, that would be a huge win, given the fact that everybody we've asked, I've asked in person, puts it around 2 to 5% right. from, the, from <laughs> the past year. Well, and a lot of public schools suck. Sorry for the frank talk there, folks, but... So if you're only getting 60% of what is a fairly pathetic effort at education in the first place, and, and remember, it's incredibly important that you don't have school choice. 
that you can't take your kids out of the terrible schools and put them in the good ones. We must forbid that. Anyway, uh, yeah, 60%. Whoa, what a wonderful win that would be. These are troubled times. Thanks, China. We had more. Thanks for your bat fever, you commie scum. Oh, uh, and we just sent two aircraft carriers over there, which we ought to talk about. That's a very big move. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get Mike Lyons on to discuss that. I would love to talk to Mike. Oh, and listen, coming up as soon as we can get to it, uh, so much serious business. Uh, these are trouble times. Scientists have gotten way down the road. They've learned a lot more about dogs and how they age. The whole seven years uh, of human life is equivalent to one year of a dog. Anybody who's owned a dog knows that's bunk, but they're able to explain it a lot better now. Dog lifespan. Okay. So if you're a dog fan, you'll find this interesting. If you aren't a dog fan, go away. Get out of here. Get out of here. What's wrong what kind of person you? isn't a dog fan? <laughs> Look at that. Sean, who owns, what, six to seven cats. That's uh, not accurate. He's, uh, he's crossing guy. the aisle and embracing the dog. This is an example for all of us. Young Sean. He doesn't demonize those who disagree with him. He reaches out to them. This is a beautiful moment. On, on my flight back over the weekend, we got to talk about our trips. Yeah. There was a guy who really had the cat owner look. Oh, you boy. know the cat owner look. I do. And he was wearing a t-shirt that said... It's not testosterone heavy. We'll how just long say was that. his ponytail? <laughs> uh, and on, uh, on the, he was wearing a t-shirt that said, on catter days, we wear cat t-shirts. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, my. <laughs> That's almost too much to take. Oh, my. <laughs> I let that one sink in for a while. Oh, boy. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Fans of Taylor Swift are calling on the singer to run for president in 2020 amid Kanye West's White House bid. Swifties across the country took to social media asking the singer to run for president in November. Some even suggested that Democratic nominee Joe Biden should choose Swift as his vice president. <laughs> Unfortunately for Swift fans, U.S. law states that presidential candidates must be at least 35 years old. Mm. Swift is only 30. Oh, did he say Swifties? Is that what Taylor Swift fans are called? Yeah, boy. Uh, so that's not going to happen. But Kanye West tweeted over the weekend. He announced he is actually running and he's actually doing whatever paperwork he can do. Now, so counter, what? No, he's not. Running to stay fit, you mean? Running in a marathon? No, running for president. Oh, stop it. Um, you don't think he actually is? He's, no, he's no, that he's, kind of guy. No, he's probably got an album coming out. I know, I know Kanye. He's, <laughs> he's not running for president. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I've been a fan of his for, mm-hmm. for quite some time. He's, uh, he's, he actually became a preacher. He actually opened a church. And he did a nice job at it. Yeah, and released music from it. <laughs> like, oh. It's, it, yeah, this is, uh, yeah. I think he's, I got a, point. he's got I'll, an album coming out. I'll tell you, he wouldn't have to get much of a percentage of the black vote to hurt uh, Joe Biden a lot. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I don't think. Is he running as the libertarian? What's he. <laughs> 
I don't know. He's, he's, he's kind of a libertarian type, isn't he? Well, you, don't, mean, you don't have to have a party. You can just be Kanye West. Sure. The Kanye party. Yeah. Independent. There you go. I wish him well. Swifties. How do I contribute? Swifties disappointed that she's only 30. It reminds <clears> me, I heard a feature at this morning on how the K-pop fans are getting political online. Millions of fans of utterly unlistenable Korean pop music, unless you're a child. And by the way, we have a listener, really nice lady. I'm pretty sure it's a lady. Um, who keeps trying to turn me on to K-pop. No, 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 you don't understand. Listen to this, and she'll send links and stuff like that. L- listen, dear, seriously. If you told me you really dislike broccoli, I wouldn't prepare it 11 different ways and shove it down your throat, all right? <laughs> I'm not into it. I don't like it. I, it's it's terrible. In my, in my, It's a question of taste. I just don't like it. Leave me alone. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like it, Sam I am, did you, all right? Did you finish that book? <laughs> Yeah, it turns out he likes it. Yeah, well, it turns out I don't like it. <laughs> There's a twist. Speaking of food, I declared my independence from donuts on the 4th of July. <laughs> wow. And I plan to stick with it for two hundred for 244 years. <laughs> so, you've sworn off donuts, period. I declared my independence from donuts. I will no longer eat donuts. Do you believe you were a donutaholic? Uh, I got a problem. Hmm. I think it's uh you know I think it's gonna be fairly easy to to kick, but uh, yeah, got to do something. Are you twelve stepping it or anything? No, the donut? you're I'm just, just not gonna, gonna eat. Just donuts. gonna stop eating donuts. <laughs> one one step. That's it. <laughs> That's a one step program. It's easy don't, to understand. Don't eat any more donuts. <laughs> got to do something. The summer has gotten out of hand. Oh the man, the summer of the donut it must come to an end. Yeah, I was so pleased. I only gained half a pound on vacation. That's probably my record. Uh, for for like good, that's that's good. Only gaining half a pound. Yeah, I gotta quit going to McDonald's late at night. Last oh. Wednesday night, the night before we flew, before Sam and I flew, I went to McDonald's at midnight again, <laughs> laying there in bed and thought, you know what sounds good? Quarter pounder with cheese. Wow. Gosh. God, you're you're like the grizzly bear I wrestled. So, so you had to get dressed to no, go. I, I, I walked out in my pajamas. Okay. I just walked out, got in my truck in my uh, pajamas, and drove to. Uh, Made sure I had a credit card. Drove to McDonald's. I think it's quite a ways away. Actually, it's not like there's one near my house. Wow. It's like a 15 minute drive each way. Wow, that's you've crossed the line. <laughs> yeah, you've traded addictions. You've given up donuts and uh, started fast food. I think I, I may have McDonald's in the yeah. middle of the night. It was midnight. Yeah. I don't think I'm hungry. And in I had the to get up at six to fly. <laughs> a QP with cheese. Just uh, got to get up and go, uh, go grab one of those. I got two of them. <laughs> two of them. Oh. Ate them both. Oh. And had to get up five hours later to get on a flight. Brr. That's What kind of lifestyle is that? I need help. <laughs> I'd be afraid of a mid-flight crisis, if you know what I mean. Just all of a sudden. Kablooey. Um, so, one, I hadn't flown since bef- before the coronavirus. <laughs> and one thing that stood out to me was how... Practically everything is closed in the airport. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't no. look, well, some some of them look like they could come back, although they've been closed for months, and some of them just aren't there anymore. Right. The, the metal shutters are down, and what store used to be there for, like, in some cases, long as I can remember, decades. Yeah. yeah. They're just gone. And so, and in whatever town you live in, I'm sure it's true at every strip mall you go to, it's just Full of empty places mm-hmm. and uh, places that just aren't going to come back. So I'm a little confused by the Nasdaq hitting all time records. The other two indexes hitting uh, about to hit all time all time records. Not just like coming back a little bit from the Great Depression numbers. No, all time records. Wow. I, I don't. I I don't quite get it. I understand the explanations from the Wall Street crowd, but. Uh, 
There are people that had jobs at those stores right. that no longer have jobs. I, I, I guess it's just speculation. People think when the economy is clearly back, these stocks will be even more expensive. Well, I, I'll tell you, the, Buy the, them now. The answer is what you've been saying for years. The, the answer is absolutely. Those indexes are not the economy. That's investing. Right. And that's, you know, it's its own thing. It's, well, it's several things. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. A whole bunch of different things. But I, that is, that is not the average uh, family uh, trying to make a living. I heard someone describe the stock market as a graph of rich people's feelings. And I haven't <laughs> been able to really shake that out of my head <laughs> that's since. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's not entirely accurate, but it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 But yeah. just every store I see that's gone, I think, boy, somebody owned that, probably had their whole life into that thing. People worked there. They got car payments and rent. Mm. They're getting unemployment checks that end here in a couple of weeks, although I'm sure that will get extended. Yeah, but when yeah. do we pay that bill? Speaking of rich people, so Jude and I flew to beautiful uh, Missoula, Montana to see friends uh, uh, over vacation. And uh, and the last two seats were in first class. And here's, uh, you know what? We don't have time for this because I want to finish this story right. Um, the The experience of flying in first class during COVID uh, you may find interesting. We'll do that uh, next hour. If you don't get the next hour, just go to armstrongandgetty.com, grab the podcast someday. Catching up on more of the stuff that happened while we're on vacation, including sending two aircraft carriers to China, which is a pretty provocative move. Of course, they've been doing provocative moves for years now. And how old is your dog compared to his years and compared to you? Armstrong and Getty.